need to hydrate a little bit. Had a couple beers last night. <laughs> that was a funny one. All right, we'll start with that, actually. Let's get into it. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the Living for a Living podcast, episode number 24. Welcome back, thinkers. Living for a living, baby. How you doing? <laughs> and I'm excited for this one because I'm getting to... We had our first game yesterday, so now kind of to start each episode, I'm going to just kind of talk a little bit about the game. Oh, refrigerator turns on. Let me turn that video. Okay, someone remind me to turn the fridge back on because uh, I turned it off the other night and left it off all night, and luckily I didn't have too much in there, so we were all good. But yeah, what I was saying was... Now start the podcast, going to talk about the game, our following, I don't even know how to talk right now, talk about our game that happened the day before, the weekend before, little Monday morning armchair quarterback from the guy who was actually playing quarterback, so it's kind of cool. Um, got the coffee today, no beer. Kind of trying to get off beer a little bit or just going to one day a week or something with it. It's kind of tough out here when it's so cheap and so good. But got the coffee, apple juice, water trifecta going today. But yeah, so let's let's start with the game, the fun stuff. Because, man, yesterday was a lot of fun. The atmosphere here in Yihlava. For the Gladiators, is pretty damn good. Like, I, it had been hyped up by the guys and kind of everybody in the organization and not overhyped at one bit. I think we had almost 700 people there. I think final thing was like 690 I saw somewhere, um, which I know to someone who's listening right now, you're like, uh, dude, that's nobody. But... For American football in Europe, that is a crowd. And we play in like a second division soccer stadium that's like a nice stadium. And I think it holds, I don't know how many it holds, but in the one sideline section that there is, it is almost like a perfect, I don't know how many people fit there, maybe 800, 900, 1,000. But it looked pretty much full. And like, that's cool. And so we had the tunnel, big gladiator tunnel. They, we got fucking fire smoke things as we run out onto the field. And like, it's a, it's a vibe. Like I was, like I said, thoroughly impressed and it's fun to play in a situation like that. You know, I, I it's not necessary by any means for me. I know a lot of guys like they like having fans and stuff and obviously I do but it's not I've played in front of 30,000 at Fresno State and I've played in front of 30 <laughs> in Algarve Portugal um, and to me it's it's a game the game's a game football's football it's 100 yards and 52 yards wide unless sometimes you're playing in Europe where the fields are only like 90 yards long um, and probably only 50 yards wide because you're playing on soccer fields. But I will say it's cool to 
have the atmosphere like it was yesterday. We had cheerleaders, kind of a couple cuties out there. What's up, girls? Um, <laughs> what else? I mean, there's beer garden. There's a VIP section. There's there's little. I mean, dude, it it was dope. I wish to all my American listeners back home, like if if you could just afford that quick. Well, and if you were allowed in Europe right now, but if you could afford that flight over just for a. a European football game, it would be well worth it um, because it, it was cool. It's really cool to see that in a foreign land, per se. And, you know, we, we ended up, we had a solid game. We, we won 37 to nothing. Defense balled out, obviously. You know, anytime, anytime they don't score, it's pretty hard to lose. So... Big, big, huge credit to the D. Um, offensively, we did, I'd say, good, but not great. We started real slow. Uh, they came out, I thought they were going to be in a kind of 41 look. And they came out in three three down, 32, 34 kind of look. And kind of honestly, that first drive, I got in my own head a little bit. And we went three and out quick. And... Guys were just a little nervous, a little bit of, you know, it's the first game that these guys have played since last season, and last season ended, I don't know, like 10 months ago, so um, it wasn't, it was an, a, an extremely long off season for them, and, you know, we got a couple guys on the team that are younger, which I love, because, I mean, they're jacked up, like, this is the first year... My homie David, who plays our slot, um, you know, he, he reminds me of myself when I was 20, you know, and worried about the swag, worried about, you know, make sure we're looking good because I was the exact same way. And so I was sending him some pictures of me and Juco before the game. You know, we were just talking about different swags we like and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, when I was at DVC, I was visor wristbands had the had the you know skinny sweatbands on the knees double nike socks um you know like that was a part of it and you know now i still obviously i want to look good but i'm not rocking a visor anymore sweatbands are kind of i think i'm gonna rock a sweatband next game i'm gonna get swaggy with it go sweatband on the right arm i got the qb wrist play call on this arm on the left, I got I, I rock some black tights with my my mid stride line socks. So, you know that's a little swag nobody else has really got. Um, shout out stride line, my guys. And although stride line, my white socks, my white mids are like getting floppy. So we got to do something about that. But at the same time, keep doing your thing because you have the best socks. Um, but yeah, we once, like I said, we went three and out first drive, second drive. We drove right down the field. Um, we had, you know, I, I was a little bit rusty with play. I, I did. I wasn't calling every play in Spain this year, um, which I didn't really like, to be honest. You know, I, I like being in control, like calling the plays. I'd make the game plan, but then the coach was calling the plays and. Sometimes it's good because it can go quick. 
And, you know, sometimes I think a little bit too much out there or I, you know, stay a little bit too vanilla because, I mean, I'm a, a if it ain't broke, don't fix it kind of guy. Um, but then sometimes I end up forgetting about something we've been practicing and that's a little bit out of the vanilla folder. And um, ooh, that's kind of a play on words. Manila folder, vanilla folder. Um, I think I'm going to ha- be a rapper after I'm done playing football in like 10 years. I was talking to my guy Colin about it and like, I'm pretty sure in like 10 years, 11 years, I'm going to have a hit song or Colin and I are going to have a hit song. So just stay on the lookout for that in 2031. (laughs) I'm like joking, but also pretty fucking serious. Um, And yeah, second drive, we went down and... I think we got down to like the 20 or something and we ended up dropping a touchdown and then I think I scrambled for the first on a third and kind of long or third and five, six, seven. I don't remember, but we had holding got back to like third and 15 and just didn't convert. Um, and I, I think I was a little conservative. Like I said, a little rusty with the play call-in. Had to call a couple timeouts to make sure we didn't get delay a game. It's so sick here. We have a play clock in the corner, which is like I've never had that in anywhere in Europe. And so, like, it's nice. But it's also it's really low to the ground, so it's kind of hard to see sometimes. Let's see if we can maybe get a little change on that for next game, next home game. Um, but then, yeah, once we, so we went four and out, I think in that we ended up going for it on fourth and 15 or whatever, didn't get it. And then scored touchdown, 30 yard touchdown, next drive, then scored a 45 yard touchdown. The next drive, we got a safety in between those things. And so then we went into half 16, nothing. And then second half came out and just started rolling. And we drove on down, nice drives, three drives in a row, and three drives in a row, my guy, Jan, Hansa, Beren, Betty, he's my Czech Megatron out here, 6-6, hit him with a fade, first goal line fade on the first one, slanted him up on the second one because they were scared of the fade and then we went right back to the fade on the third one so I think that's gonna that's gonna worry some teams I love throwing the goal line fade I love throwing any fade in general but especially to a guy who can go up and get it and so me and him got a nice little connection and I gotta be honest man our 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 offense we have some weapons and I'm not exactly sure how I'd match us up because man to man is going to be tough, to be honest. And so if you want to blitz, you got to play man normally. And if you want to sit back, we got a dope running back and a good solid O line for running game. So I don't know. I'm, and we got, you know, I'm my whole strategy is whatever the defense wants to let us do, we'll we'll do that. So if we want to dink and if they want to play off, we'll dink and dunk. If they want to press, we'll go over the top. If they want to let us run, we'll run. If whatever. So yeah, overall and like I said, defense first drive their offense went down the field or no first drive three and out. Then the second drive 
they went down the field and then missed a field goal. And besides that, that was like really the only yards our defense gave up. In the second half, our job was pretty easy. We started with the ball, I think, on like the four, minus 40 was like the furthest back we started. And then, oh, my, my funny highlight of the game was uh, we'll do like a little quick kick. You know, I think I think in the second half it was like fourth and nine from the R plus forty or fifty or something. I quick kicked it, pinned him down on the four. Just a little corner, coffin corner. And so yeah, that was fun. But you know, we got next game up. Got a game plan for that tonight. Watch the film, make the corrections, but really it's more about thinking about next week is team we're going to play is completely different team, completely different defense. So yeah, we'll get that rocking. But I was, I was super, super excited. Ah, Super excited for how the game went and first game of the year, get that one out of the way. It was good, but some stuff to work on. So yeah, that's a little 10 minute rundown. I think try and keep that somewhat short throw some highlights in there as well and um what else oh yeah then last night went to my I, I finally I, I gotta I gotta apologize a little bit you know I've, I've kind of said in the past that you know the the Czech culture isn't super smiley which is a little bit true but I think I was also kind of going to some non-smiley places because now I kind of got some spots, as I mentioned before uh, last week, that are like my spots. I got a restaurant by my house now that's like my spot. Got a pizza spot. Got my new cafe that's a spot. A new lunch place I've been hitting that I hit today that the girl was super nice there. And... So it's, it's some, you know, some good little vibes going on, man. It's just that time of year, I think I'm hoping. And, you know, you gotta just, you gotta find the gems and not force it. I was forcing it at that first cafe. Those girls did not want to be friendly. Even with like a 30 crown tip on a hundred and some order. I was like, man, well, whatever. Later. But yeah, last night I went to my little restaurant, had a beer or two, and then was going to go home. I was like, man, because they, they close at 10 on Sunday. I said, like, man, let me, let me go get one more beer. And so there's like this kind of sports bar on the same little complex as this restaurant that I go to. So I walk in there and there's a pool table and they got the soccer game on and sit down at the bar and kind of say hello, ciao. And they kind of talk to me. I'm like, ah, pro me, name Luvim Chesky. Sorry, I don't speak Czech. And, you know, if, if you kind of say that, at least if it's a cool person, they respond like, oh, and like, okay, he's trying, so let me try a little English. So two guys at the bar next to me who were some interesting characters that you might expect to be 
drinking at a bar on a Sunday night, which hey, I'm not judging. I was with them too. So, um, <laughs> but their English wasn't very good, but we're sitting there with our phones, Google translating, you know, Google translate, you have the conversation, uh, button. And so you can click like check and it says talk. And so the guy will talk and it translates there. And then I can press English and I can talk and I show him. And so we did that and ended up having a beer or two there. The guy next to me bought me a shot. I mean, we couldn't communicate at all, but we were communicating a lot. I I know a little bit too much about that guy's life, to be honest, bro. Um, but a good, good people deep down, I think. But he bought me a shot that was like a fig vodka shot which I'd never had in my life before. So it was literally a shot of vodka with a fig in it. And I'm not like hip to the fig game whatsoever. So you eat the fig and then drink the vodka. And like I had to ask if it was vodka because it didn't taste like anything. It was sweet. It was, I mean, that those could be dangerous, you know? So I don't know if you can even request that in the States, but if you can, man, try that one out. The old figu vodku of or something like that. I forget what they said. I was like, yo, how do I order this? If I wanted this again and they don't speak English, how do I order this? Like, oh, figuvo vodkuvo something. I don't know. I'm trying, man. I just don't remember. Um... Yeah, what do we got? Let me take a little sip of coffee here, get get hyped. So anyway, I, I got in not super late last night, but a little late. And didn't get great night's sleep, but that's why this coffee's happening. And then, what else? What else we got? What's going on? I mean, how are you doing out there? You doing alright? I hope so. I really do hope so. I know I know a lot of people are just going through it right now. I don't know what it is. I think it's just kind of like a little energy in the air, you know, call me the crystal guy or whatever, you know, but I just think there's some kind of weird energy whether it be the time 2020, the moon, I don't, I don't exactly know or a combination of all of it. I'm sure that's probably it. Um because everybody I talk to, you know, if if I ever get a like random message from a homie, which has been happening a lot lately, and I love, you know, reconnecting with old friends that I haven't talked to in a while, and whether it just be, you know, saying something about the podcast or whatever, or um, whatever, just reconnecting. I always ask people how they're doing, because... I think it's important and you know, I, I truly care. And so pretty much though, a lot of people I talk to right now. And when I ask, how are you doing? Everyone's saying like, ah, I just kind of feel in a weird funk. Like I'm in this weird space in life and I just don't, I'm kind of unsure and I don't really know what is what. And you know, I, I wanted to just bring that up and talk about that and just put it out there because like if, if you're feeling that, like I'm not trying to dismiss it or anything, but just know like you're not the only one, 
you know? And so there's a lot of benefit to kind of like knowing you're not the only one because at times, you know, I know for myself speaking from my experience, like when I kind of get in my depressed states, like the natural inclination is to think nobody understands and nobody knows what I'm going through and nobody gets it and I'm all alone and you know, that narrative, which to a degree is true, 100%. Well, 99%. Can't be 100 on anything, right? Um, but it's also not true. Huh? 99, 100, 50%? I don't know. Um, because there are, maybe it's not the exact thing that you're going through, but someone else is going through very similar emotions. And talking about them, bringing them up and just, or hearing other people talk about them, I think is incredibly beneficial. I mean, to my knowledge, I've never, I'm not, haven't ever had to go to AA or anything like that. But from what I hear from friends and I listen to Theo Vaughn a lot, you know, like that's a big part of AA is like this support group that of people that understand of what you've gone through and maybe one guy likes whiskey and one guy likes rum and one guy drinks beer and one guy does all three. And so it's not all the same exact problem, but they all have a similar base. And so, yeah, I just wanted to say, you know, if you're going through it, man, that's all right. Keep going. You know, I think, oh, there's not really any other choice, Right. I mean, that's what I always think sometimes when I'm like, man, I'm tired of this or I'm not feeling it or like whatever. And I'll think to myself like, well, what is my other option right now? Just lay here and die? Nah, I'm good on that. So I guess I'll keep going. And, you know, trying. To, I'm just trying not to be so hard on myself and... With the podcast, I'm getting super consistent with this, which is good. But like the vlog I did, I posted one maybe like two weeks ago. I was trying to be weekly on that. I almost got one ready, but I just haven't been super hyped on it. Although I got a good one coming from game day, which should be cool. And um, and I got some other good ones. It's just, I don't know. I just hadn't been feeling it. And at times I'm like, man, I'm a fucking pretender because I said I was going to do it once a week and I'm not and da, da 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 but I'm just not feeling it you know and so you can't sometimes you know with with something like this where you know I, I do it a lot from inspiration like you can't manif- you can't just generate inspiration at times and you know with the podcast I used to kind of be that way and now I'm as I'm I'm just talking to myself right here. Obviously, this is all I'm ever doing, talking to a camera and a microphone, but just talking to myself, making it legitimate. Um, In the beginning, like the podcast, I wasn't super consistent at all with it, and I'd really give myself a hard time on it. And I finally just kind of forced myself like, yo, you got to do one today or this week or by Wednesday. And now I'm in... Hmm, I don't know what, 
how many in a row I've done now. But I think at least the last two months, so the last eight probably have been pretty weekly. Which isn't much, you know? Got Rogan doing two, three a week. Granted, he doesn't have to edit them and do all that. Like, that's kind of my next step or once I get there or, you know, shit, shit. If there's anybody out there who, like, wants to be involved in the podcast from, like, an editing standpoint, I mean, it kind of sucks to do the editing, I mean, I think. But maybe some people like that but just don't want to be the guy talking. I like editing it sometimes, but then sometimes it's just tedious. But yeah, if, if you're looking to do some editing or want to be involved in any way with the podcast, you know, I don't have any money for you at the moment, but if and when this ever does take off and starts getting a little, little some, some, man, I'll, I'll do the right thing. It's not, it's about principle for money is all about principle for me. It ain't about the, the bottom dollar. Um, so yeah, let me throw that one out there. If anybody feels compelled, shit, if you wanted to sponsor this, like get a little ad going in there, I'm with that. I'll sell, I'll sell, I'll sell my voice a little bit. I'll hype up whatever you got, got going. You know what I'm saying? Um, hold on. Let me go get a hair tie. I got to put my hair up. I'm getting hot. Alrighty. And speaking of the podcast, I think I'm on the verge to making it, you know, as I just said, like if it ever does pop off or whatever, because I got to be careful the way I say this. Um, the website that you are watching this on right now sent me an email saying that one of my productions, episode 19, was taken down because it violated some kind of code or something. And in that one, I'm, I'm, I don't, I don't even know why. I mean, it's called The Great Masquerade and I'm kind of like t talking a little bit of shit about the M words. The M, M, L, M, not N, M words. Things that go right here. I got to be careful. Um, and they got taken down because it violates our... And, you know, we're entering interesting times with that kind of stuff, you know? Between Andrew Schultz, um, some people that were wearing white coats, talking about a different way to um, combat a situation that's going on currently that was a little controversial. <laughs> um, and, you know, another guy I follow, Anomaly. On Facebook, he's had some stuff taken down. Um, entering interesting times with that. 
And, you know, there's people that will argue, well, um, robots, well, um, they're private businesses, so they have the right to censor if they want to censor. And I agree. You are correct, my friend. My robot friend. You are 100% correct. But my whole thing is either let's censor some, let's sense, let's, it's either all or nothing. So let's either censor all kinds of stuff and make it known that things are being censored or let's not. You know, I mean, on Twitter, you I see guys, I follow this guy, Zuby, who's like a, I think he's a British rapper. I don't listen to any of his music, but he's one of my favorite follows on Twitter. And he's saying, like, he said, I forget what he said. He called someone, he said, like, you're a moron if, or something like that. I mean, shoot, my a friend of a friend got his Instagram post taken down showing a tra- body transformation going from 250 pounds to 185 pounds saying that it might make somebody feel bad about themselves. Like, what? <laughs> but on the same thing, there's big booty bitches galore. We got famous people posting weird shit about kids. But a guy with some abs next to a picture of what he looked like when he was fat might make someone feel bad about themselves. Which, I get it. It might. But what about all the other things? Like I said, in the sensor world, it's got to be 0 or 100 in a way. You know, I know that's contradicting some things I've said in the past, but I would prefer it be zero. I would prefer that I'm allowed to distinguish what is true and what I believe and what is fact, you know, and that's just a main issue nowadays is people can't, I mean, they can, they, I shouldn't say they can't, they for sure can. They just don't want to investigate. They want to be told what to do. They want to be told what to think. They want to be told what to feel. And I get it. I get it. You know? When you only have three hours of spare time per day after working a crappy job that you don't like and driving for an hour and a half in traffic and dealing with whatever, bills, debt, yada, yada, yada. Like, the main thing on your mind isn't like, well, let me see how bad the system is screwing me, you know? So, I get it. It's just, I don't know if that's the the, the answer. Hmm. But I don't, I don't know what the answer is, to be honest. So don't listen to me. Um, but yeah, when I got that email, I was like, what did I, you know, like I haven't even posted anything recently. This is like from a month or two ago. So it has like 100 views, maybe 200 views. So they're coming after me. 
But I mean, that made me think like, mm, maybe they think I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's what I'm going with. I'm just going to believe that one. And God, we're just becoming so soft as a world, as a globe, as a flat earth. I would say I'm like a 90% globalist, 10% flat earther. There's a couple weird little things in there that um, make me not fully on the globe. I mean, like I said, I'm trying never to be 100% positive on anything besides the faith in myself. Um, but if you're curious about those couple things, flatter, look up some shit about Antarctica and look up some stuff about flight patterns from South America to Australia. My guy Bert, if my guy Bert watches this, he would be so pumped from that. Um, all right, let's let's move on from that before this one gets taken down too. And let me get into what do we got here? Oh yeah, let's go finish football because I I mean if you know there's there's not going to be college football this year. I don't think maybe Texas will play. Maybe the SC, I think SEC is going to play. And that's led me to my other thing. I guess I'm getting off on a tangent before we get into Finnish football. Um, man, if I ever move back to the U.S., which I don't really see myself doing permanently anytime soon or ever, um, I'm for sure not moving back to the West Coast. Like, And I'm, I've been a diehard West Coast is the best coast guy for my entire life. And I still, to a degree, think that. I mean, for the weather and climate and different trees, mountains, beaches, you know, that kind of thing. But the West Coast is turning into a crazy place between, I mean, Seattle sucks. I mean, the city is cool. This is like architecture, buildings, um, the fact that Mount Rainier is close by, the water. Like, I don't mean the city itself it sucks. It's just the people, man. Like, and obviously I'm generalizing because I got a lot of great friends that are still in Seattle. But overall, holy smokes, and the leadership and, you know, it's... And I don't know too much about it. It's just turning into, I mean, talking with some friends from, or acquaintances or people I know from back home is like, who've never left that area. And so they've just been in this bubble their entire lives about liberal fucking neoliberalism. And which I consider myself a liberal in that same sentence and it's just like do you have any sense of reality and you don't like traveling man is so important like and I don't mean like going to Cancun and staying in a resort or going wherever and just like staying around traveling Going to a new place, but with the same people that you hang out with all the time anyway. That's that's not what I mean. I mean, that's a, it's better than nothing. Don't get me wrong. But like when I say traveling, I mean like 
immersing yourself and meeting new people and you can travel in your own city in by that definition um and it just by by talking to some people that are different from you in whether it be appearance culture whatever little demographic box you want to fill like just it it equates to some perspective in my opinion you know it 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 gives you a different outlook lets you see things it it, it kind of just gives you a different lens to put over your eyes and so man i i know right now is not the time to travel <laughs> but when and if the world ever i mean we might just always be in pandemic mode from now on i wonder if people realize that but if it ever op- when it over opens up man go do something even if it's going to the town next over to you by yourself and you know maybe go like three towns over and it just i don't know it opens a new perspective but that tangent i i meant to start talking about finnish football and was going to say that you know there's not going to be any college ball probably unless it's in the south and so if if you're someone back in the states want to watch a little bit of football i highly recommend tuning into the finnish league because those five teams are five teams six teams Steelers uh, I don't know six teams three games a week a Thursday a Friday Saturday game it's some pretty good football overall I mean it could be better obviously but a couple the Steelers and the Royals are legit like they're good to watch they got ballers and they're both well coached and so it's it's the equivalent of watching somewhat like college football to be honest also tune into my games too because we're balling um but the college football thing is just so hypocritical for why it's not starting let me just say this one thing and then we'll talk finland and talk a little x's and o's because some of these teams in finland do not understand they have some of the best players on teams and just can't figure it out coaching wise and I don't think I'm John Madden by any means. I just know a couple basic fundamental pass protections and concepts of how to take guys away and how you try and limit the other team. But college football is just so hypocritical right now. You know, we can supposedly send kids back to school, and I don't know at what degree, whether it's online or whatever, but. We can't have college football with no fans because that's too dangerous. But the NBA can play, and I know NBA is in a bubble. But NFL is going to play, MLB, like. So what? You know, like if you really wanted to constantly test and keep the kids in a like a bubble or you know in a radius or whatever, you could easily do that. In a, at a university, like easily. I mean, they kind of have to do that anyway, just unofficially. Now you make it official. But the reason that schools are canceling is not because of, I mean, it's not because they care about the kids' health at all. Like, at all. If, 
if they did, playing two seasons in a matter of eight months is not good or not healthy for anybody. So let's put that starting if it's about the health. Like, that's the first thing. But it's all about the money, honey. Boy, the money. Because these top Division I schools that are making bread off of their uh, football programs, they don't want to have a season with no fans? Are you tripping? What? You know how much money these schools make from games, home games? From ticket sales to the tourism, or uh, not tourism, but the fans coming in and the restaurants all around, to the concessions at the game, to merchandise, to whatever. And if there's no fans, there's no tickets. There's no hot dogs. There's no jerseys. You feel me? Like, what? We're going to pretend like the schools care about health? What? That's so cute. Oh my God, that's cute. Schools don't give a fuck. I mean, like at this point, I think everyone could agree that university in general, American university in general, is all about money. Whether, I mean, tuition prices have risen at an astronomical rate in comparison with every other thing. And it's all about the money. Just like anything. And so I just like when people are like, oh, the kids need to, you know. And I know that some Players are, you know, falling into the trap of this health crisis. And on top of all that, like the percentage of, uh, oh God, I've got to be careful with what I said. Man, this sucks. Maybe I got to start a Patreon. I'll charge 50 cents a month just so I can say whatever I want. (laughs) But, um, oh, that's actually kind of a good idea. All right. Yeah. But, you know. The 18 to 24-year-old athlete is one of the healthiest people on the world. And so I'll let you just infer why I brought that up, okay, in regards to the current pandemic. So, yeah, that one's just crazy. But, okay, finish football. I, I only watched the Royals versus Crocodiles game this weekend. Both other two games were blowouts, and so I missed them both on Thursday and Saturday. And so once I saw the blowout, I was like, maybe I'll watch it, but I I got my own stuff to watch now. But I like watching the Royals because, you know, I know everyone on the team pretty much from my six weeks when I was there. And I like watching the Crocodiles too because they have, like, I think top two running backs in the league and top two receivers in the league also. And one of each. And, but, what, what, 
crocodiles. Like, we, we can't figure this out, right? Like, they're playing man coverage with, and I don't mean disrespect at all when I say this, but with a young Finnish kid on your best import receiver, he's playing like eight yards off. We can't just throw a five-yard hitch. We can't throw a slant. We for And we can't figure out pass protection. That's the thing that baffles me. They're lined up in their 20 personnel set. That's two running backs, no tight ends for the casual. And so when, when they lined up in that, the Royals line up in a bare front, which means five down linemen for the casual. It means every lineman's covered. So they line up in a 52, basically. And then they're playing cover one. Laurel Hill's just man up. I fuck wouldn't love it, Stacy, Bro, it's dope. And... Royals just play cover one. I think they had the safe, the free, like cheated to the side of the import, but still he's the guy's off and the hitch is there all day. And the QB just for his life cannot catch step and throw. And I mean, they're running the ball into a seven man front and doing decent, but still not great. And then even if, then at least if they, if they, I mean, uh, and then pass pro wise, when you have a bear front, when you go against bear five down linemen, you block it up big on big man on man. I'll, I'll show you. Okay. Right here. Let me draw this up real fast. We'll do a little fast forward action. All right there. Okay. So they're lined up like this. We see that. Okay. Okay, five down linemen essentially. These these five, one, two, three, four, five are all in for a run. And so are these guys. And then they're just playing man out here with a free safety lurking. Okay. And for the love of the crocodiles. They're like trying to block him. I don't know. They're sl- I don't know what they're doing. I don't know if they know what they're doing. But when this happens, okay, just so we know, is you go big on big, five on five. One, two, three, four, five. So also they have running backs back here like this. Sometimes they line him up back there instead of right there. This is the dude. Okay. When they do this, you go big on big. So you go man, 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 man. Man, and then in pass pro, if let's just make it easy for right now to explain here right there, he has him and he has him. Seven on seven. Defense can always blitz one more than the offense can block. That's the name of the game. But if they do that, then there's no one deep. So if they do that, which they're not going to do because then they're matched up really badly with the one of the best receivers in the league. So crocodiles, this is how you block the bear front in pass protection. And it's so simple. It's it's all one-on-ones. There's not an easier way to do it. Or if you wanted, you could go full slide, full slide, and then he would take this guy. If you wanted to full slide it, but that doesn't really make sense to me. Because then you're having this guy block kind of a DN-like type guy. 
but sure. Half the time, they didn't block one of these edge rushers who's just coming free. No adjustments, no nothing. I'm not hating, but I'm just like, it's, it's hard to know that someone's being paid to coach and they can't make that adjustment. Because that's like, I mean, we did that in eighth grade. Um, and so that was frustrating to watch. Frustrating to watch him not get the ball to uh, Roby. I'm just going to call him. I forget. Ro- Robitelli is, I think, his last name. He's a dude. He's also playing corner. And then on defense, Crocodiles. Dude, the, the Royals' offense is nice. Okay, I will give – I straight up, Royals' offense is nice. They have, I think, the best player in Europe in alpha – plays receiver, punt return, kick return. He can play safety. He can take over a game, especially on offense. And then they also have Nico Peterson, who's solid, really good. And then they have a good O-line, good run game, and the QB is a big dude who can run, and he, he's been throwing it good lately. And then the two other receivers are Finnish guys, and they're I, I know one of them. They're solid, but I'm telling you right now, they're not trying to throw it to those two guys at all. I'm sorry if that hurts your feelings, but that's the truth. And for whatever reason, and so the 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 Royals line up in either trips with Alpha as the number two, Nico is the number three, or Nico's like always the number three. And then the two other guys on the outside. Or they line up with Alpha as the single receiver in trips. And Nico is the number three. And then the two other guys at one and two in trips. Um, and so, like I said, they have the Crocodiles have their best receiver also playing corner. And so why aren't you coming up with something where he follows Alpha? And he covers Alpha. And you try and stalemate that matchup right there. Still have help over the top. Whether it be a corner, if he's on the, the, the three receiver side, have it be a corner who really doesn't have to pay attention to the number one receiver because they're not really looking at him. And then you can bracket Nico with a linebacker and another safety. And then you just man up the backside with finish on finish guy. Or, I mean, I think the Crocodiles also have another good, like, French DB. Just go play man over there. You're going to win that matchup. And then make them beat your run in the ball, which, I mean, they probably could because Tom is a beast and the O-line's sick and the quarterback can run it. But, I mean, there's so many plays where they're just, like, treating alpha and nico like they're just normal guys and it's like you guys that's not like you have to game plan you take away the best the game plan should be take away the best guy don't make make someone else beat you and then if alpha goes over to the trip side you have your best corner receiver covering him here you got roby on him with safety over the top too just to help 
And then you still have the bracket with Nico. And then just man up the other two guys and try and stop the run. It's like I said, I, I don't know what's going on over there. Like, I just don't, I don't get it. It's just not, it's not complicated is the, the, the thing that really like irks me as I'm watching the game. It's not complicated at all. Or then going back to Crocodile's offense, Royals defense, when they go into 10 personnel, meaning only one running back, four receivers, um, normally Royals would just go into a 32 two-man look. So they got three D linemen, two linebackers in the middle, kind of like that bear front I showed you. But now those outside guys just go play man coverage and they keep two guys over the top. And so if, if you really want to run the ball, it's a much better look to run the ball versus that than running it versus the bare 52 look where you're outnumbered in the box. And, you know, the Crocodiles also have some other finish. I don't even know if he's finished. I think Tom, I don't know where he's from. Maybe he's fin- They have another receiver that's nice. So between one of the top, Roby, one of the top guys, Christian Powell, the running back who like doesn't really need blocking to make yards. I mean, he had one like fourth and seven. They ran the ball late in the game and he jumped over a guy, got hit in the air, landed, and then still went. I was like, whoa, okay. And I mean, guys, it's it just, it's baffling to see, you know, it's it's just tough to see some of the the scheming being done defensively over there is it's all about matchups in Finland. I mean, it's all about matchups in football in general. Like this week in my game, I had my best or my fastest receiver, probably, you know, my best athlete against their worst corner and they're in cover fours corner should be bailing, but I know he can't run with my guy. That was our second touchdown. Like, I know my guy is just better than his guy. So we're going to just take that. You know, at some point, you throw the X's and O's out of the window, and you just jimmies and jimmies, if the X's and O's aren't set up in your favor. So I don't know, just something to think about. But yeah, not trying to be a dick. Just trying to, I don't know, get it a vent. Get it off my chest because, man, it's tough to watch at times. It's frustrating, you know, super, super frustrating. I, I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. Well, what else we got? What else did I write down? Hmm. Okay, I got to edit this back into the Seattle thing somehow. But talking about the Seattle climate, that whole West Coast neoliberalism, offended by everything, cancel culture that's going on. Like, to be fair, if this was five years ago, 2015, I would have been right involved. I would have been frontline probably of the protests. You know, I would have been 
screaming there, chanting, I can't breathe. <coughs> Bless me. Which, I don't know if you guys understand what's going on. You know, I said, words are incredibly powerful, right? Thoughts and words are incredibly powerful. We're in the middle of a pandemic that is deals with our respiratory system. And we have people literally wearing masks and chanting, I can't breathe. Like, do you not see the kind of like magic involved in that at all? Like, or is that just me? I sure wouldn't be chanting that if I was somebody. That's for damn sure. But my point that I'm trying to make, probably not very well, is five years ago, I would have been front line. I would have been, I mean, when Trump got elected, when Trump, you know, like me and my dad would get in heated arguments because I was in that kind of brainwashed sector of listening to mass media and letting that do my thinking for me. And I know you got to say it always like, I don't think Trump's some savior either. I don't think he's, I think he just is what he is. And to me though, when, when both sides, both Democrats and Republicans, career politicians hate one guy and the media tries to make someone look constantly that bad there's something and I don't know what it is exactly but there's something good about it or about him and I know there's probably a lot of bad things about him too what where are you perfect <laughs> you've never made a mistake you've never said something that maybe was a little wrong you've never we have, there's perfect people out there. Shout, shout me a message. If you're a perfect person, let me know. I need to hear this because I'm not perfect. I'm not even close to being perfect. Amount of times I've fucked up. Oh my goodness. But we have this, like some crazy idea that, that the president has to be perfect. And I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's the the quote. One of my favorite quotes of um, let me pull it up. Malcolm. One of my favorite quotes of Malcolm X ever. I don't want to get it right. Malcolm X said, "The media is the most powerful entity on earth. They have the power to make the innocent guilty and make the guilty innocent." says, and that's power because they control the mindset of the masses. Um, he had some other one that I liked here. Oh, here we go. This is the media, an irresponsible media. It will make the criminal look like he's, he's the victim and the victim look like he's the criminal. If you aren't careful, the media will have you hating the people who are being oppressed and loving the people who are doing the oppressing. This is sort of a propaganda tactic that I would call psychological warfare. And I bring that up because 
I know there's people that love to like quote people and just talking Malcolm X right now in specific that love to quote on certain things for certain reasons, but then will completely ignore something like this. Um, and so it's just like, I don't know, to me, it's obvious. And there's already, there's already some new, something came out with like new propaganda studies being done by U S government or FBI, CIA. I'm not exactly sure the exact organization and about, you know, the, the, I gotta just be careful with my words about the response and solution to what's going on now. That, um, that they're already figuring out ways to, you know, what's the best way to manipulate. And so, and so, yeah, it's, um, that's, I think, really all I got on that one, or got on all of that. This was a fun one. We're, what, hour in? Perfect. Chop it down, 55 minutes, maybe. Had to do my hair, had to charge the battery, yeah. All right. I think that does it for today. No questions this week. Come on, guys. Give me a question, please. Please. <laughs> but yeah, all righty, y'all. As always, appreciate your attention. Appreciate you, love you, no matter who you are out there. And I think, I think we can change the world. I really do. But we got to change ourselves first and foremost. And I'm trying to work on that one, the great fight one day at a time. Trying to make everyone who I come in contact throughout the day, try and make their day just a little bit better. My presence makes their day a little bit better. And I think if we all had that mindset, and I don't, not trying to put myself on a pedestal here. I know that kind of sounds like it. But if we adopted that as a collective, I, th I think there'd be a lot of power in it. And so that's what I'll leave you with today. Alrighty. Until next week. Have a wonderful week. Be well. Drink some water. Eat an orange. Mm, that's about it. Alrighty. Peace. Much love. Living for a living, baby. How you doing? <laughs>